Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And Jacob deGrom set to bid for a third consecutive Cy Young season. Swing and a miss. He struck him out. And deGrom begins the season with an overpowering strikeout of Ronald Acuna. Well, that one wasn't even on the corner. That was just raw power right down the pipe, belt high. And boy, did he beat him. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski on the BetQL Audio Network. Preston Johnson hanging out today on the BetQL Audio Network. We thank our guy Ryan McDonough for jumping on the show. Ran out of time there at the end. Did want to plug the Radio.com NBA show. Make sure you are subscribed to that podcast. Uh, You can find the direct link by following Ryan on Twitter, at McDNBA, at McDNBA. They posted a new episode with Dave DeFore, as he mentioned, from The Athletics. So make sure you check that out. Uh, Preston, you ready to to talk some baseball? I I don't know. Are you a big baseball guy? I know you're all in on college football and basketball. Everybody's in on the NFL. Uh, Do you do a bunch of Major League Baseball betting? I do, yeah. I I generally don't bet much past like June. I think the edges to be had in baseball, if they even exist anymore, the first few months and then betting preseason futures. And so that's what we're doing here. And uh, there's a few I made a note of that I like. Okay, cool. Uh, Is that most leagues when you get to the, you you know it, when you see it, you get to a point, you're like, yep, they're, they're on it. They are too sharp. Edges evaporated. Generally, I think there's, Hmm. it's a kind of a two-part answer. The first is that there will always be edges. They just aren't going to be nearly as often in my opinion, Um, but there still can be edges. Um, But also the actual like discrepancy or those edges are going to decrease in general too, I think. So um, it's, it's interesting. I would say like, for example, it was a really strange year just because of everything going on, but college football this past season for the, like the first time in a decade, I started really slow and I finished the season 23 and four, which never happens. Wow. I always lose in bowl games. I always lose the last few weeks of the season. It was the reverse for me this year. So uh, it probably is randomness this past season or whatever. But in general, yes, you're going to have more success. If you're prepped and you're doing the work preseason and before the season starts, those week ones through six or seven in football, or if it's basketball, you know, the first two months, baseball, the first two months, that's where there's going to be more opportunities. 
Okay, very good. Yeah, so each day we do this uh, segment, touch them all, uh, whether it's an award, a stat category, division, win totals, whatever. Uh, we just break down one specific angle to attack for the upcoming baseball season. So when you look in the American League side, your recent winners, uh, Shane Bieber won in the truncated 2020 season. It was Justin Verlander with a 6'3 F4 in 2019, Blake Snell in 2018. National League, Trevor Bauer. Uh, won the award. He deserved it. And he got paid. Uh, Jacob DeGrom won in back-to-back seasons 2018 and 2019. Know a lot of people are jumping in on uh, Jason DeGrom. We had Jason Weingarten, uh, pro better on yesterday, and uh, he's really good with these uh, MLB futures. So if you missed that podcast, go back uh, to the uh, pods from yesterday and you will find our conversation with Jason Weingarten. Uh, let's talk about profile first, bef- before we see if there's any value here. Are, are there any specific things that you look at outside of um, the, the B-War, more so the F-War, the strikeout rate, uh, some of the peripherals like XFIP, Sierra, stuff like that? Is there anything specific that you are looking for when you're trying to find value in these markets? You kind of want to just take everything and kind of plug it into being a piece of the equation. I guess would be the best way to put it. I'm not look looking at like strikeout rate or looking at someone's XFIP. I think it's good to determine looking back on someone's season. Was it fluky or was it not? Where do we expect regression to set in positively, negatively? Uh, so I'm not really looking like, well, so-and-so's XFIP was this last season. Therefore this year, I like him to win Cy Young. Definitely wouldn't just do that, but you can use it as a gauge because there's going to be guys that overperform or underperform the underlying metrics. Right? So uh, yeah, they definitely want to kind of incorporate everything that's possible, everything that you do understand. Uh, but a lot of it, man, these like like Jason's really, really good at this stuff because he just follows yeah. baseball so much. And he knows about all the prospects and potential rookie of the year options. And he just has a really keen eye to getting accustomed to reading the markets and the prices. And a lot of it is just getting experience doing that and realizing like, hey, these this is like a situation like like here's one, for example, I'm going to throw out. We'll just get going. OK, you mentioned okay. Trevor Bauer. I don't think that was fluky last year. Maybe he won't have a 1.7 ERA again, but he's always pitched a ton of innings. He's always been healthy. He goes to an NL team. By the way, Cincinnati, not necessarily a pitcher-friendly park. Now he's going to the Dodgers, which is a pitcher-friendly park, with a team that will actually give him run support. I was surprised to see his Cy Young price 7-1, to 8-1 to one still after winning it last year. I think he should be similar to DeGrom. I forget what DeGrom's price was. It was more like, plus 350, I believe, the favorite in the NL. I think Bauer's right there. I think that's decent value, and it's just something that Jason picked up on even before last season. He's like, well, he's going to the NL. He has the driveline guys and the Cincinnati uh, front office now, and they've been working with Bauer the last few years. And yep. He got me on Bauer at like 22-1 to 1 or something to win it last year, and uh, he's just a guy that, you know, that he, he, he pegged out with some of that extra info that, that worked out. It, yeah, and I'm not as sharp as Jason with some of this. I, I did have a Bauer number. I talked about it before they pushed back the season. And um, mm. th- what jumped out to me when I was just just how I ended up landing on Bauer is, so 2019, you look at his numbers, his XFIPS 433, ERA, which the voters still do look at. So we have to look at that stuff. Uh, it is It was a 448, and the strikeout rate pretty much in line through, through most of his career was down a little bit. But just the reaction was when when I saw him in that 40 to 50 to range, I'm like, and, and the pitchers around him, I'm like, no, he's not. 
He's not the pitcher that we saw in 2019. He's much better than that. And then some of those other things that you just talked about with the move to Cincinnati, that's how I ended up looking, uh, landing on Bauer last year. It's just the belief in the player that what we saw in the most recent season, um, mm -hmm. that's not him. He's going to bounce back. Yep, that's great. And it's 40 to 50. I mean, that was probably before the shortened season. Because yes. once the shortened season happened, it was like, wow, anyone could win a Cy Young after 50, <laughs> 60 games. Like, it was crazy to see that market fluctuate. That was unique. We're we're in normalized markets now going forward this season. Uh, you know, I don't know that the voters would go Cincinnati again. Well, he, he uh, mentioned the driveline guys. And they're, the Cincinnati guys popped to me. <laughs> they mm -hmm. did. Uh, as as far as a little bit of value, um, you can find Sonny Gray. I saw him in the mid thirties. I saw him thirty three at some books, thirty five over at points bet. Strikeout rate north of thirty percent. Uh, and and I've been looking at the last couple of years because I don't know that we want to overreact to a sixty game sample size and just yeah. a handful of starts from starting pitchers. Uh, strikeouts per nine, it was eleven five last year. Uh, his ex fip a three one nine, so it's much lower than his ERA last season of uh, three seven zero there. But uh, and Sonny Gray over the last two seasons, he has an F WAR of six one. And Castillo also popped. The odds just aren't as enticing because he's in the 15 to 1 range, but similar numbers. Strikeout rate north of 30%, K's per nine in that 11 to 12 range. I, I like both of the both of the red starters at the top of the rotation in Castillo and Gray. So, real quick, just is in regards to the general. I don't know if they'll vote for Cincinnati two years in a row. Like it's possible. I would never let yeah. that like deter you from making a bet. If you love gray as an option at that price, don't worry about like what the voters might do because it's the same team twice in a row. Like it definitely happens. The second thing that's interesting with the reds is last year, and I'm glad Bauer won anyways, obviously, but they were, they, they had like the lowest BABIP as an offense, like in the history of baseball, they could <laughs> not get runs, but it was extremely unlucky. They had situations where they were supposed to be scoring runs and they just couldn't do it. And if there is just any decent regression that direction for the team, not only being better because they're going to win more games, but wins are a stat everyone cares about too that is likely voting on a Cy Young Award. So if you're able to get more wins out of Sonny Gray now because the Reds can actually score some runs, I think there's, there is upside there still. I wouldn't let Cincinnati kind of deter you. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm high. I'm high on the Reds again. I was high on them last year, and it, it, you're right. It was so yeah. frustrating the way the bad luck, uh, way everything went against them. A, another note on backing uh, these these uh, potential Cy Young winners the, for bats here, uh, Gray and or Castillo, is they're probably in the worst division in baseball, if not the the mm. second worst. It's completely up for the division's up for grabs with those four teams. So it, it's not like you're going to face a juggernaut like the Dodgers on a regular basis good point. Uh, sitting in the NL Central. Yep. Good point for sure. Uh, what, what jumps out to you for uh, some Cy Young value? 
So the only one I made a note of for Cy Young was Trevor Bauer, actually. That was the one that stood out the most to me, just because I think he's pitching at a level that's the best in baseball. And now he's going to be in a Chavez ravine with better batters around him and a better team around him. And like his numbers could just be stupid because you look back on his career and he's always thrown like at least 160 innings every season. Like he's going to be right there in the mix. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was the one Cy Young guy. I do think there's a team in general, if you want to kind of go the team direction, I, I made a jot on uh, an AL team I like, if you want to go there. Uh, sure. L- let, let me follow up with uh, Bauer. So you're not scared off by the peripherals, like obviously a one seven three ERA, which you can't repeat that. I don't think so in uh, this day and age, but you're not worried about his uh, XFIP sitting around three two five last year. I mean, there's a chance he wins 25 games and has a three ERA. It's possible, yeah. but that still puts him in the mix, right? Like, that's still a really good def- – have an XFIP at three-ish, like, is great. Uh, I think guys that strike out, you know, more batters than not this day and age, like, I think sometimes they're going to perform better than the XFIP suggests anyways. There's going to be guys that outperform their XFIP more regularly than others, and and Bauer kind of falls under that uh, bucket. But, uh, yeah, I'm not too worried about that. And even if he had an ERA in the twos, like, they're going to win a lot of games and he'll have a chance at a lot of wins. And uh, in that division, it's not just with the Dodgers being a pitcher's park. There, there's a bunch of them <laughs> throughout the division. So yeah. it, everything sets up for him. Uh, any any interest in you, Darvish, also moving to the NL West? Not, man, I don't know. what, what He was so good randomly. Like, I feel like – he yeah. obviously was great in Texas. And then I was disappointed as a Dodgers fan. Like that year, he goes pitches game seven of the World Series, disaster. And then he just, I think, kind of mentally checked out the following year. Maybe there was injuries at play. Uh, and then he was great last season. So I'm not, I, he's a very tough pitcher at this point for me to gauge going forward. We have a lot of data on him and it's just super high variance. And uh, yeah. he definitely is someone that if you can get a really long shot price, then he would be worth a fly run, but you just can't anymore because he's coming off right. of a really good season. So for a, the price that it's at, I, I definitely wouldn't be uh, involved with Darvish. Yeah, with his numbers last year, for the, yes, I've been watching him with the Cubs just about every start of the last number of years. Mm-hmm. And it was so frustrating with the injuries and all the chatter about the mental blocks and, and his time with the Dodgers. And then how much was the Astros cheating part of that, getting getting right. in his psyche. But, but yeah, yeah. I, I think it's going to be good for his career moving out there. Not a, not a lot of pressure in the media market, even though there is high expectations with the San Diego Padres, it wouldn't surprise me if off the bat, he ends up pretty good, but yeah, like you mentioned, you can't get a good number Uh team to surprise, maybe some value. You, uh, you tipped us off there. What are you thinking? Sure. It's uh, it's in the AL. I really like the angels. All right. So, okay. Uh, they it's, it's, I, f- I feel like every year it's like they fall short, but then they still win about half of their games. And like their win total is 82 and a half to 83 and a half. I, I think that's just too low. They added Cobb, uh, Bundy. They have, you know, a little more uh, solidified in the pitching staff. Also, Otani probably pitches more than two games this time around. <laughs> and uh, you still have him also as far as his bat goes. I expect positive regression. He did not play very well last year. He hit like under 200 uh, in only 40-something games that he actually saw the field. But the other side of it, the bats, Mike Trout being the best player in baseball, I'm a little bearish in general on the Astros and the A's are always going to be right in the mix as well, but uh, you can get like plus 350 to plus 380 range for them to win the AL West. Uh, I also think there's worth, uh, worth a flyer there as, as well as uh, the over 83 and a half or 82 and a half still out there uh, for their season win total. 
Uh, don't forget about Anthony Rendon either in, in the heart of that lineup. Just just yep. a stud. And uh, Joe Madden's there, so he had the ties. Uh, at the back of the rotation, they bring in Jose Quintana. It, yeah, Quintana's listen, they, they, they may not have the, the star power as far as the starters after Otani. People may not be blown away there. But Quintana's just an innings eater. And if he's your number five, if you could stay healthy, your rotation's all right. Yeah, they were eating innings with worse pitching the last few years and still winning half their games or close to it. So now you have actual guys, I think, that are difference makers and impactful pitching uh, will go a long way for this team. And, and adding Rendon, I forgot to mention somehow. Like, I don't know. There's just a lot more upside of this Angels yeah. team than in past years. It's BetQL Daily on the BetQL Audio Network. Download the BetQL app today to get the latest analytics to help you beat the sportsbooks.